Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started now. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 86, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and today's episode is actually live from Atlanta. I'm putting this header on early before we get there. Being the great Sambino, went to the Braves playoff game, the first game of the series, and we're talking a little bit about what's happened in the playoffs so far, and we're also talking about what the experience was like. Stay tuned for a little bit later in the week. We'll have another episode of Playoff Breakdowns. In the meantime, let's get to this. All right, what's up, guys? We're in Atlanta. Me and the great Sambino will plug stuff in the beginning of this later. But what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty well. And yourself? Not too bad. I'm sad that Ben can't be here with us, but, you know. We'll get Ben out at some point. We sure. will. We, we'll have to drag him out of his office or something. He's holed up in there doing something or another. Is but it intern related? Must be. Must be. Well, uh, we went to the game yesterday. We did. It was scorching hot. Yes, it was scorching hot, and apparently we are not uh, good luck for the Braves. No, they had a very poor run of things. Um, Acuna had many base running errors that kind of cost him the game. Seems like everybody's really mad at him for this. The Cardinals are mad at him for pimping a home run, as he's accustomed to doing. He needs to do it, play the game the right way, apparently. <laughs> the Cardinals way, I guess? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's not a thing. It's definitely not a thing. The Cardinals are a huge piece of shit. They really are. And I, I don't even think that you say that like from a point of past transgressions. No, this is objective and ongoing, all the transgressions. I would definitely agree with that. Well, it was... Um, so they lost. What was the score end up being? Seven to six. Seven to six. So they mounted a comeback at the end, which was interesting. They did mount a comeback. Uh, it was like three to one in the eighth inning. So it was a, a very explosive ninth inning. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it seemed like uh, the pitching kind of melted down a little bit, and they just couldn't quite come back from it at the end. I mean, Acuna, we saw in the third inning, he tried to steal a base, got caught stealing. So unfortunately, that would have been the difference in the game. Totally. If he had uh, not gotten thrown out, um, I think it was free. Maybe Freddie Freeman or somebody had a home run right after that. Yep. So. Yeah. And I, I mean, they mounted that comeback really quick. So it was like seven to three in the eighth, and then they came back roaring in the ninth. So I mean, yeah. You know, it was a, it was a good game though. It was uh, like you said, it was hot as shit out there. Yeah. There's record heat in Atlanta right now. It's above 95 degrees every day, and the the records are like in the low 90s so we're just cr crushing heat records while you're here which is fantastic so the day that you leave it's going to be beautiful of course that's just my luck yeah yeah of course it is well that's all right i think we still enjoyed going i'm glad that we didn't go to the game today though because i think that would have been miserable yeah so for listeners the start uh, of the first game on thursday was at 502 eastern which is like the hottest part of the day definitely um it was like 96 degrees the game today was at 4 30 which is just like an extra 30 minutes of hellish temperatures and our seats were like right in the sun the direct sunlight yeah we were so. in the the coca-cola section which is the third deck 
um, just into foul territory from the foul pole on the, on the left field side. Um, so you're in direct sun for the longest of any section. I'll tell you, I couldn't believe that that we were standing there waiting for our wives to get back from the the restroom after we got in drinks and that we were standing on that one spot where you can like go and take a selfie and that kid just walked up to you and like poked you on the shoulder and told you to move. He sure did. Yeah, apparently I was standing in some sort of circle on the ground that you're supposed to take a picture with or whatever. Um, and I thought he was asking me to do something for him, like maybe take the picture for him, yeah. but he was really like, you need to move. Yeah. Which I really think if you would have stood there and took the picture of him, it would have looked better. Yeah, for right? sure. Kids are stupid. Yeah. Well, you, you were having none of it, but that's fine. I moved. You did I, move. I was in the way. I get it. it. It was definitely just confusing. I don't think that we understood that there was a spot right there to take like a selfie. I guess that's not a thing that we're always aware of. And I guess as a kid, I, I was never one to tell adults what <laughs> they needed to do. Especially to tap one on the shoulder like he did. And he was just like, move, move. You, yeah, and they wouldn't speak up. That was the other thing. Speak up, kid. If you're going to you're gonna ask me to move, that's okay. I forgot about this. It, I just kind of brushed it off immediately and yeah. went back to business. Oh, I take... I take Great note of these social injustices that happen. You know this. Were there others? Uh, I, I mean, there are always different social injustices. I just I always tend to note them. The other social injustice that happened in this game was another kid who seemed to take all of the foam axe handles that they were handing out at the game. Yeah. Uh, he took, like, all of them from all of our seats. It's He did take quite a few of them, for yeah. sure. The, they handed out foam tomahawks that were maybe, like, 14 to 16 inches long for... So you could do the chop yeah. during every fucking pitch of the game. Uh, a little overdone, probably? Definitely overdone. Okay. A little cool when they use the cell phones and turn out the lights instead of using the That's cool. foam choppers. I thought that was pretty cool. But every pitch, it is over uh, overkill. And this kid had like 12 of them in his hand. And I, I gave him an extra one. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you did. But it was more the fact that he, like, he took those things while we were sitting there. Did he? Yeah. Because mm. at one point, I saw his arm kind of creep around in front of, like, Claire and just snatch it whatever so, no it's fine i would have probably given them to the kids anyway i really don't care that much but it seemed like a if a parent had caught that they probably would have said something that maybe it didn't seem like the parents were really paying attention to it that's not something i would have gotten away with yeah no definitely not and i've had this issue like this is the second time now so i had the situation when we were at cores where the kid was hanging all over me oh yeah i forgot about that yeah ben seemed to think that was okay you were in some middle ground and i said absolutely not yeah i I got to think it's got to be hard to have kids that are really small and you have to let them run amok a little bit and burn, sure. some, burn some calories. But That's totally fine. Just don't um, hang on my back. That's all I ask. Yeah. And if he runs into me, bumps into me, I don't care about that. But. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. And so. Ben's not wrong either. But right. there's, there's a middle ground and... We didn't find it. That was not that kid's behavior. <laughs> no. Definitely not. But uh, yeah, it's been wild playoffs so far. We had... Oh, we watched a ton of baseball today. We watched the Astros game today, which we'll get into here in a minute, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the, the wild card games first since we haven't really talked since then. Yeah, Brewers-Nationals. Um, the Na the Brewers had the game in the bag the whole time until I was it the it was the eighth inning and yep. Juan Soto hit a ridiculous single into right field and then some guy named Grisham totally overran the ball and cleared the bases. Um, so three runs scored in the bottom of the eighth inning. Oh, um, I know. You hate to see it. Yeah, but you just know that the Brewers were going to fall apart even if they <laughs> they made it to the the DS. Yeah, but the Nationals are doing the same thing after today. So I mean, yeah, we'll they got get there. They or got, last night, but we'll get there. They got throttled. Yeah, they did. 
Um, and then we had the Rays and A's on the other side. I mean, we really didn't know how to pick that game. I was on Team A's because they have arguably more talent, but I think they got outmanaged. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And definitely. out hit, obviously. I mean, Yandy Diaz, that was game Yandy Diaz. But he literally hit that home run in the third pitch in the game, and it was pretty much downhill from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was. Uh, so we had the Nationals moved on to play the Dodgers, and then you had the um, – and then, so you, then you had the divisional series going on, and then you also had the Tampa Bay Rays moving on to play the Astros, which game one of that was today. Oh, my God. That was a nightmare. The Astros looked lethal at every turn. Every turn. Justin Verlander's so good. It was an incredibly slow game. All of us were bored watching yes. it for the first, I don't know, like four, five, six innings or something like that. It exploded in the fifth, and then it just got quiet for the rest of the game. Oh, again. man. Uh, yeah, the Astros just, they hit a couple home runs. Um, they got a couple runs on some errors, and uh, it, it was not pretty for the Rays. They were unable to get anybody really on base to do anything with it. Do you think the Rays win a game in this series? <sighs> yeah, I bet they take one. When they get to Charlie Morton in a couple of days? Yeah, that could be. A chance. That's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, it'll move back to Tampa. That'll help. I bet Ooh, you- for the home field advantage at yeah. Tampa. Ooh, with the roof and everything, yeah. I don't yeah. know though. I, I you just got to think that maybe they'll that'd be the place to do it. I mean, it's more it's probably less about the home field advantage for Tampa versus the on the road adv- disadvantage for the Rays. That's fair. I guess oh, I was sorry, thinking I was thinking about it from a fan perspective like there is no home field There's advantage not. for the Rays. You're right. They're going to pack it with Marlins fans, I bet. Probably. All five. <laughs> <laughs> Three <laughs> of them died today. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The fact that like you see all those pictures of Marlins ballpark and it has so it's a brand new ballpark that has so few people in it. It's just astounding. It's incredibly sad. I think. I, I just oh th- that mm. does it feel like they got in over their skis with that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know their market at all. No, they. I mean, they basically squeezed a new pay, uh, stadium out of the taxpayers. So <laughs> that that's such a racket. What a really waste is. of money. But uh, yeah, so that's that series is going on. I don't know that they win a game. Honestly, I think the Astros are so good. They are. They just look ridiculously good. Yeah, they're. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, they've got Garrett Cole going tomorrow, and I mean, Verlander went today for game one, and then you've got Granky. I mean, it's it's just if Granky's your three spot, that's ridiculous. That's trouble. Yeah, that's that's a one two three punch that I don't think any team's going to get past. They put together really good at bats against every pitcher. Their defense looked really sharp. They had some really strong plays on defense, and their pitching obviously is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I don't. Uh, no, I mean, on the other side of the bracket, we had Minnesota and the Yankees who are playing each other right now as we actually record this. Yeah. Um, right now it's 3-2 uh, Yankees, so we'll, we'll uh, get back into that later since we don't know what the outcome of this will be whenever we release the episode. We will at that point, but Ooh, yeah. for now we don't. But, uh, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on this series in general? God, the Yankees should just crush the Twins, right? I, mean, I would think so. The Twins are going to put up a fight because they're not a bad team. They should score a lot of runs as they did all season. Mm-hmm. But the, Yan- the Yankees are better on paper. Yeah, I think the Yankees pitching is going to be their downfall, but I don't think it's going to be to Minnesota. I mean, every time you get a Yankee, uh, like if there's a Yankee on base, mm-hmm. you feel threatened. Right. And at any point, they could go up by a run because they just hit so many home runs. I will say having Luis Severino back helps. And he's been really pretty good since he got back. That was my – my uh, I grabbed him off waivers Ooh. about two weeks before 
he was scheduled to start making his full rehab starts as I knew he was going to be back pretty soon. Nice. And so he pitched for me for like two games, I think, in the in the, the finals. How did that go? Well, I think one was like uh, 12 points, one was like 20, something like that. So, you know, pretty decent outings overall. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. so they've got Severino, they've got Tanaka, Paxton. Yeah, they had Paxton go tonight, which is interesting. I, I was surprised by that. Is CC on the roster for the, the DS? I think he's hurt, though. Is he? He's yeah. been hurt with his knee thing like four times this year. Yeah, I know. I, I'd honestly have to look closer at it, but I think, I, I think that New York runs away with this series pretty quick. I think you're probably right. I would love to see the Twins just take a couple of games just to wear them out a little bit more at yeah. the least. But if they could really um, stomp them, that would be – that's – Obviously not going to happen, but if the Twins could beat the Yankees, I would be really happy. That, I mean, that'd be great. I agree with you, but I just don't think the Twins are there yet. But this is still a great experience for them. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, they're um, they're in the playoffs arguably a little bit early given the current talent pool. Like, they're a couple pieces away from being good in, like next year or the year yeah, after. That's what I think, too. Um, they're going to have to improve some pitching and stuff like that, but they'll figure that out. Yeah, you got Jose Barrios, um, Miguel Sano. They really good young core. They still have um, the young skin again, Byron Buxton. Yes. Is he injured still? I think so. Man, he has potential, but has never really come to fruition. He's like the Jerickson Profar of the Twins. That's very true. He, that's a really good comparison. I actually never thought about that. Yeah, Jerickson's one of those classic, you know, touted players that never really does anything. Yeah, we talked about this, I know, at nauseum, but I just I wish that the Rangers would have traded him long before yeah. they did. Yeah, you get one of those every season, I think. But you're right. I wish the that Rangers, one was bad, though. The Rangers should have traded him earlier. We had some. Damn, there was. We we promised to look into this, but we never. Yeah, did. Yeah, it's on the board, though. We'll get to it in the off seasons. I think that's when we'll really clean up. Though we'll get back to that board because <laughs> um, it's growing in length by the day. But um, yeah, I, I just I don't think the Yankees are any match for this team. I think they're going to kill them. So I think you're right. Uh, so I mean, we get to we'll finish talking about the AL side, I guess. Here, so you get to. I mean, Astros, Yankees, that's a hell of a series. Yeah, I think I want the Astros to win, even though they're division rivals. Like, I would rather a team in my state do well. And also, they've been bad for so long. So long. I love seeing a young, talented team that's well-constructed do do well. And, and they've and, built it mostly the right way. It's funny, though, because everybody kind of assumes that that young core was that all came up together, but a lot of those were trades and, yeah. and free agent acquisitions and stuff like that. And really, outside of Bregman, I think we can both agree that we like the players and the team. Agreed. Yeah, we and both. The management. Neither actually. of us like. Yeah. No, management's great. I mean, you got Nolan Ryan's yeah. son there, and uh, and Nolan as well. So yeah, and we we've, we've talked about the the value of Nolan, and not really sure if it's exactly. Um, what everybody thinks it is, but yeah. I mean, it's still valuable. Can he just, really take credit for the club as it is right now? No, and I don't think he would try to. <laughs> I yes, mean, he I, would. Because do you think so? This dude was in Advil commercials. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I think he's like a special advisor. I don't even really know what his job is. Yeah, I don't know either. So, and I don't really think that means anything specifically. Fair, but I. I mean, we we've gone into this before, but I I've always looked at John Daniels being responsible for that Rangers team and not him. <laughs> yeah, responsible for the the good parts and the bad parts. Yeah, but those good parts were really well constructed. It's true. I I think that JD's a good GM. I don't. I think he knows how to build a team. Yeah. I just don't think he always has the resources to do so. Sad. And that's that's fair, but I'm not sure that he excels on the other side of that either. Yeah, we'll have to talk about 
each of our teams in a little more depth for like a 2020 preview or something. But yes. I'm wondering if we start to spend more now that we've got a new stadium and everything. That's and a good they, point. They're expecting more revenue out of all the, you know, air conditioned seats. How how would you feel if they signed Mookie Betts? Oh boy, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. You would t- talk about ripping my heart out, oh, shoving man. it to me in a, on a platter. But yeah, just with the way you know, you can't take anything for. Granted, as a Rangers fan, sure, you can't really trust any level of success or any acquisition. Yeah. So with our luck, he would become like a ninety-year-old man overnight. Yeah, just, just <laughs> legs would shatter apart or something, which would suck because I like I like Mookie Betts, but yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, I think, man, I'm not going to go there again because we've talked about that ad nauseum. But I just, I think that he's going to be able to be gotten by a team for a good deal. Like, I mean, it's going to be a lot of money, but I don't know if you really wanted to make a splash. You could do something like that. That would be pretty cool. Our outfield is a little weak, I think. That would be a nice. That move. would definitely shore it up. Yeah. I'm glad that we kind of got into the dimensions of the new ballpark versus the old one. I'm glad that it's going to be very similar, too. Oh, yeah. That's going to be uh, really hitter-friendly, I think. I think so, too. It's going to be awesome. Um, all right. So, National League side, let's talk about that. So, we had – we got through the, the Phillies uh, – the Phillies, excuse me, the yeah. Nationals. Phillies. All the same thing. Yeah. Um, Good joke. Phillies in the postseason. I know. We <laughs> we got to talk about the Mets thing in a few minutes, too, oh, with yeah. the firing of Mickey Calloway. Hmm. Uh, but uh, on that side of things, I mean, we've got the Nationals-Dodgers. That was the first game last night. The Dodgers destroyed oh my God, Yeah, it's it's the same thing as the Astros-Rays. Like, the Nationals are just getting absolutely throttled by L.A. It, it yeah. wasn't even fair last night, the way the game was being played. It was like they single A versus, like, the A's. Winning six to nothing in an NL game is just absurd, and it, there wasn't even a doubt in anybody's mind how that was going to turn out. I think, uh, no, not at all. I wasn't even remotely concerned about it, even from the onset. So I think they're grossly overmatched. Totally overmatched. So I mean, if we get to the other side of this, and so I mean, what do you think is going to happen in this Brave series versus the Cardinals? I it's think one, the Braves right will now. win in five. You think so? Yeah. So I got three more games. Yep, it's one one right now. They're going back to St. Louis, so you got two games in St. Louis. They'll take one from St. Louis at least. you got to take that first one from them. Yeah, I mean, well, you got through their first two good pitchers. Wainwright has actually ended the season pretty well. Yes. But you got through Miles Mikolas and Jack Flaherty, and after that it's kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel of the the Cardinals rotation. (laughs) And then the Braves are still pretty strong with the rest of their everything. Yeah. Um, I fully expect the, the Braves to do good things. And it'll be cooler weather. Um, this is a team that's prepared for the hot, and when you put them in the cold, they're they're usually pretty good also. Dallas Keuchel looked really good yesterday. He did. I was surprised that he did so well, but he's got a lot of postseason experience. He got a lot of outs um, and, you know, sadly didn't walk away with a win, but performed very nicely. And, I mean, that's really all you can ask for in that kind of situation, right? Like, I mean, you just want him to go out there and give a solid start. Yeah, and that I, I would say the start that he gave was – on average, better than what you got in the regular season. True. But uh, he, yeah, he was signed so. in June, so. Right. So, interestingly enough, today in the in today's game, the uh, the Braves beat him 3 to nothing, and Fultinovic went. Ooh, Fultinovic was Yes, there. and Mark Melanson had the save today. I didn't even notice that. Mark Melanson has been really good for them. Yeah, I know. I thought Old his man arm Milan. fell off long ago. I thought so, too. I actually picked him up in fantasy. He's still on my team. I figured, <laughs> of course you did. Uh, <laughs> I figured that his arm was laying somewhere in a dusty closet in San Francisco. Well, they picked him up from them somehow yeah. at some point, and then I was at the like. Fit, at the deadline. I, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. That's yeah. not a good sign. And he was really good. I think he 
probably maybe got eight, ten saves for them. I mean, I think what I, I think where they were at were we need they had Shane Green as well, so it was like they needed to add pieces, and it's a kind of a flyer. I don't think they gave up much for him. They don't. I don't think so either. And there was a good. It was payoff. Payoff yeah. for sure. I think there. whenever we were looking at payrolls the other day, San Francisco had like the fifth highest, which yeah. and they had such little win percentage but i mean that means that they're just eating contracts to get rid of it is what it sounds like yeah, probably collecting picks that way they're probably yeah churning through that as they lose games for the next couple of years i would think so right they want an incredible run everyone again and everyone i talk to who's a giants fan is super pleased with that run where they won in what 10 12 and 14 it's incredible they should be yeah. i think they lost in 14 right uh i don't know didn't they lose to the royals that year that was 15 okay Right. But the I think it was it was a rematch from fourteen. I think oh, they won be. in fourteen. Could be. Yeah, I think that was something like Shit. that. They had a hell of a run there, though. They really did. So I mean, I, I guess it was worth it at the end. But I don't know that they burned it down in the the time that they should have. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they did that either. So do you think Hunter Pence comes back next year to the Rangers? I think he does. Of? I think we sign him in the winter. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to get him on a cheap deal. He's you a local did. guy. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be a decent deal. It's not going to be like. Superstar money, but... Yeah, he's a hometown guy. Hometown so, guy, happy to be here, performed really well last year. Brand new stadium, that's exciting. I think we hang on to Hunter Pence. I think so, too. If we can hang on to Pence, uh, Lynn, and Miner. Yeah. I guess we have Lynn and Miner under under One more control, year, right. But uh, if we could... Ex- well, maybe not extend them. I'm glad that they're going to be back. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't think extend them is quite ready there yet. No, but, yet. but yeah, no, I'm... I'm, I'm glad for him i think he was one of those pieces that was kind of forgotten about on those san francisco teams i, I don't know he was effective but not not exactly Hunter pence yeah he had some wonderful years he did but like i don't know i guess he kind of made up a lot of that core he did and i'm he was a leader on that team for a long time i'm not sure why he left oh i guess he just started to fall off yeah i think, and I think they just issues i think they were just kind of done with it and they yeah. needed to move on young guys and all that and I, I get that but I mean, he was part of that young core that involved like Pablo and all those guys. And yeah. I mean, Pablo wasn't that great. Which, by the way, he's contemplating retirement, but he wants to make sure he retires as a giant. He's got to break one more belt. Yeah, I hope so. Fat fuck. It just, <laughs> just makes me so angry. But um, yeah. So okay. So back to the the playoffs. So I mean, we think, feel like the Dodgers are going to roll. Yeah, Dodgers are roll. So I mean, what's the series like if it's Atlanta versus the Dodgers? Do you think they are able to give them a run for their Man, money? Man, that's tough. So the Dodgers did uh, really well against the Braves early in the season when the Braves weren't doing very well, mm-hmm. and then the Braves did really well against the Dodgers when they were both teams were doing well late in the season. Right. So I think we've proven that that could really go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and un- unsure how it's going to go. I think the talent is there on both sides. Probably like. It's a coin flip plus um, maybe a little bit weight on the Dodgers' side. Oh, I think so, too. I think the thumb is probably definitely on the scale of the Dodgers' side because, I, I don't know, like we always talk about this, but like the seven-game series is such a weird thing versus a five-game series. Yeah. And it's like we have this, like the Dodgers are a very analytics-heavy team, and so we have this like struggle as to like what the gut decision is and whether we should use our 85% analytics or our 15% <laughs> tribute Mickey Calloway. Foreshadowing. Uh, if you know, you know. Foreshadowing. There you go. But uh, I don't know. The analytics thing never seems to work out for them in a seven-game set. They've been in this stage a lot and lost a lot. They have lost a lot. Uh, it's They they just look so stacked every year. It's hard yeah. to like bet, bet against, against them. them. Right, yeah. And they've got a young core of guys that are really good 
They always have that. They always have like this stack of guys who could just crush the ball and they, they match up so well. Um, but then, you know, in later seasons, those guys disappear every time. And it's always in that seven game set at the world in the world series. It seems like I have no idea. I don't think guys like Gavin Lux are going anywhere, but like David freeze is on that team. Is he really? Therefore, I can't even know that. I can't, I can't like them. No, I, I, I still don't even know if it gets to the World Series. I, I don't even know if they really win a game against Houston either. They'll win a game. They'll win a game, probably. They Best won, of seven. They won one against the Red Sox last year, so They'll they would win definitely. A game. Yeah. But they're just really fucking good, though. I know. It's so hard to say. Postseason ball is hard to predict. Yeah, that we're seven game at, set means everything. We're looking at, yeah, you know, a really big sample from the regular season, but it's just not, it's not applicable. It's like you're resetting the clock. And who's to say what you're going to do from now until the end of the postseason? It's it's really hard to say, but uh, you know the predictions. I think are we're on the same page. I think the Astros yeah. would totally take it. I think so too. But you're right. You never know what could happen here. That's a very good point. Speaking of resetting in the postseason, huh. I think we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure it was last year during the postseason. It it really bothers me how they reset statistics. Yeah. It doesn't really tell me anything when I'm looking at zeros across the board on a guy. It has, yeah, it's not telling you, especially as like a regular fan. If you're just like tuning in, you're like, oh, he has a six seven five ERA in the post, and it just that's yeah, but that's like an outing. That's because he just gave up two runs in third. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and like obviously it means more as you keep going. And I think we've talked about this in a sense that. Um, you couldn't really un- like rewrap that package now that you've unwrapped it because right. of the stats. <laughs> you know, like you really couldn't. Like you're you're pretty much married to doing it that yeah, way now. That's true. So I don't think that there's much they could do about it. But I think it. I don't know. It's just wildly conflicting. But it it is. I think it's um, illustrated in the fact that for the first couple games in the postseason, if somebody's had all zeros, they'll give you the regular season stats also. That's true. So like they recognize that there's some confounds there. They listen to the show. They know. <laughs> MLB. <laughs> should we talk? Should we talk about the? Uh, do we do we need to inform Ben of the idea that we had? Yes, we do. Okay, we'll talk about. We have a, a very good idea yeah. about um, replay and how the umpires need to handle replay. Uh, t- just go ahead and break it down. Let's just do it now. Why do you think not? so? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, I don't know. Or should I, we wait till Ben's I th- here? I really want Ben's take okay. on this. His his like genuine initial reaction. Okay. All right. We'll wait for him then. But we have we have some really good ideas on how to improve replay. We we we've always got these like how to improve baseball down, uh, but I feel like the old timers really aren't going to like our ideas. I know they don't. You know what I don't care about? The old timers. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> don't care what the old timers think. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm uh, I'm excited to kind of roll that out too. We'll get to that in a later episode for sure, probably later on this week or something. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting World Series. I think we can kind of feel like we know where it's going, but we'll see. Um, Anything can happen. It really in can. any series. It's been a good good playoff so far, though. Yep. I I was telling you earlier. I feel like I'm really glad the Red Sox are not in because I don't want to watch them get steamrolled by like any of these teams. Yeah, I. I don't think they would stand a chance against Houston. No. Or the Yankees, I don't think. Probably not. No. I don't think there's any chance. Not with Chris Sale being hurt and David yeah. Price hurt. Yeah, if they somehow snuck in after like a, a vicious first half or something and just like coasted in, yeah. it would be troublesome. I just got so cynical in the very last part of the season when I'd see Matt Barnes coming in in a situation. I'd be like, this, this, 
this is your fault. Hey, Matt Barnes was on your fantasy team. Yeah, and he was great when I had him, and I dropped him. Not even true. It is true. Go look at the numbers. I will. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> look at how long I had him too. We got we got we got to make sure we paint the full picture here. All right, fine. I knew to cut bait with him, but they drove they drove him in the ground. But I knew to cut bait with him at the right time. But um, what else have we got? Oh, so the Mickey Callaway thing. Uh, Mickey Callaway got so fired. He, yeah, he sure did. Are you surprised by that? I'm not. I well, okay, so. 15% of me is very surprised. <laughs> 85% of me is not. Right. The numbers suggest that he should have been fired, which is the 85%. Correct. My gut told me that he, yeah. Yeah, he was going to lose his job. For sure. I mean, it, it kind of felt like that collapse at the end, someone was going to pay for that, right? Right. And when you outwardly admit that you're not using the analytics, <laughs> I mean, there are rooms, plural rooms, full of people producing these analytics. And he basically said, eh. I don't need, you know, 13 out of 15 of you. <laughs> you fucking nerds. That's <laughs> basically what he said. <laughs> yeah. And when when you see great success with the teams that are using analytics, a la the Astros and the Dodgers, that is not going to bode well for your long-term success. Although, with the Mets, it's kind of hard to say. They make poor decisions all the time. That's a good point. It's a really good point. I think that Brody knew that he had to do something to save his job here. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, is that an appealing job? I mean, it is in talent, but like. I think they hire a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I think it would, as long as it could use the numbers. On rye bread. Yeah. Oh, God. But as long as it could use the numbers, it should be able to win about 85% of its games. <laughs> it seems pretty straightforward. Seriously, they would do so much better if they just looked at the goddamn spreadsheets. But don't you think that, like, so I've heard a, a few names bouncing around. I think Girardi's going to be interested in it. I think, um, I don't think he's going there by any stretch of the imagination because I don't think he would deal with the dysfunction that is that organization. Probably not. But um, I've heard, obviously they want to talk to Joe Madden. That's not going to happen. And one of the names that we really like in a vacuum is Carlos Beltran. Yeah. But I what are your concerns there? Well, he doesn't have any managerial experience. He's been a great mentor to a great number of players. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily make him a great manager. And, you know, we don't know his experience or exposure to that, uh, that sort of yeah responsibility. But I, I fear the same thing that I do with your uh, idea that David Ross is the best fit for the Cubs manager yeah. role. Like. Who's to say that just because they were great players and great mentors that they're going to be great managers? Like, we, right. don't, we don't know that. Like, I would be furious if the Red Sox hired David Ortiz as their manager. Oh, that would you know? be fucking awesome. Well, I mean, it would be. It's a great story, right? But I don't know how he would do managing the team. Yeah, like he's still a very emotional guy. Like he's just not that kind of dude, and that's okay. But like, it kind of feels like that's what you're walking into. He, he would just say swing at every pitch. Right. <laughs> I hit him. I mean, I hit 850 in the postseason. I mean, be know. like me. Is there a fucking CD? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he'd just use those platitudes over yeah. and over again. But I just... But the I guess that's kind of the same concept, though, right? And, like, the other part of that, too, for me is I don't want to see Carlos Beltran's first managerial gig, if that's what he's going to do, yeah. be the Mets and him just get stomped to dust because that's what will happen. you never see him in baseball again. Right. That would suck. He's a good guy. He was a great player, especially in the postseason. Yep. Hall of Fame candidate? Definitely. Yeah. I don't know that he's first ballot necessarily, but he's up there. Best postseason hitter in the universe. It's going to be so interesting whenever we get to like this generation of people being eligible for the Hall of Fame. It's going to make more sense for us. Well, right. Exactly. We're going to be able to really like give some feedback on like... Right. 
But yeah. at the same rate, we'll also be more emotionally tied to these decisions, which <laughs> is the same pitfall that the writers fall into right now. Exactly. So it's just <laughs> perpetuating a nasty cycle. We can talk about the writers making poor decisions all the time, but they were there watching that shit happen. Right. Well, and uh, but I think it's most interesting because we talk about this on a lot of the other shows too about like, like the the basketball Hall of Fame, for example. So like, there's a lot of great people that have played basketball, but there's so many people in it because there's so many good basketball players. Right. And so, but like. MLB's always been so much more selective. Yeah. And so it's going to be really interesting to see like what revisionist history does to like <laughs> Manny Machado. Oh, or, yeah, for or, sure. Or, you know, just like Torrey Hunter or just people like that. Torrey Hunter is a great example. He's like right on the line. Exactly. Or whatever we think the line is right now. So I don't know. I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch, though. Yeah, I agree. You, are you going to have more people get in, theoretically? I would think so, right? Because, I mean, the quality of baseball players just gone up through the roof. Yeah, but the bar on excellence has also gone up. True. Yeah, that's a good point. But we don't know what that bar looks like. <sighs> yeah. And, I mean, we've talked about, like, in the whole, like, steroids thing and Barry Bonds and all that. Like, that, it's bullshit that, you know, like, those guys aren't in. We, we've talked about that, too. But it's, like, how are you going to treat some of this other stuff? Like, what are they going to do with A-Rod? He's never getting in. You don't think so? No. Yeah, you'd have to let Barry and all those guys in first before you could let A Rod in, right? No, no. What's your, what? Tell me more about this take. History is a mean bitch. You don't have to do anything for anybody's sake. Okay, but I mean, his numbers are there. The numbers be. are there, but you're dealing with a bunch of emotional writers who yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah. So I mean, if you so like, let's say that we're in that spot, you've got to vote. What's your vote? No. Uh, I would put him in. Yeah, I'll put all those guys in. So yeah, so I guess that's the better question. It's not necessarily whether he should get in or not. So okay, or I guess it's more that he should whether he should get in versus this might be like not a, a popular take. Okay, and I, I like reserve the right to take this back later after no problem. I talk to Ben because I know Ben's going to totally read me on this. <laughs> okay, but um, in what way is Jose Canseco using steroids affecting our children? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you, dude. I don't give a shit. It I, sets a bad example, but they're not, like, doing anything yeah. different. Yeah, like, whenever my kid goes out and has a 162 war for his career, then we'll talk about maybe you shouldn't use steroids. But, I mean, I, I just... I don't know. I just don't see that being, like, a direct correlation but, yeah. or any, like, one-to-one -one action. Well, and I think that's one of those things, and, and I know that Ben's with me on this take, that, like, it's one of those things where... You're only looking at one part of it. You're not looking at it contextually. The con the context is the fact that MLB did nothing about it for so totally. long. That makes sense. And I, <laughs> yeah, but like you point. can't really explain that in the Hall of Fame in or out. I think that's the the problem. It's true. I think when when you're a kid and you see Jose Canseco be great, you go practice harder and you want to do better and you want to do the same things he's doing. Not necessarily in the same way. Right. You're not gonna like. Oh, he took Winstraw. I'm gonna go take some Winstraw. Right. I'm gonna take some propofol, some shit like that. You know, <laughs> no, he's like, horse no, I'm gonna go dude. fucking hit more, hit in the cage more or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Kids, kids don't think like I'm gonna go juice myself. I don't yeah, know. I, I'd maybe that. that this maybe that's naive. Rich. But again, I reserve the right to totally take this back. I, I'm with you though. I'm 100 percent with you here. I, I I would like I would reserve the right to take that back. But I mean, I don't think that you have. 
kids running out to do anabolic steroids. I just don't think you have that. And that, that might be a little like hyper, hyperbolic, but well, for sure. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I'm not a doctor. I just, <laughs> I just work here. Yeah, exactly. I just have a baseball show. No, but like... And everybody was... Everyone was doing it. Come right. On. Well, and like I said, baseball wasn't doing anything to prevent it either. So how can you... I mean, I, we talk, <laughs> I got into this the other day because I was talking to Kyle Beats about... Uh, the whole Mookie Betts thing. We were comparing him to Mike Trout. Then we started talk, and I started looking at Barry Bonds' numbers. And we've we've not dove into that pit before. But how do you deny a guy in the Hall of Fame who has a war, a wins over replacement of one sixty two career over twenty two years? Season? Yeah, a full season worth of wins better than the average oh player. Like that's absurd. Oh my god! Like how do you not respect that, regardless of yeah. I mean, sure, you're taking steroids to be able to do that over and over again, but you still have to be able to hit the fucking ball. And can we? I would like to take a lens of what were his stats before his proposed use of anabolics. Oh, I mean, they're very similar. He stole a million bases. Right. He just got bigger, so it got harder to do. But like he, <laughs> I don't know. I just I I'm with you. I, I just think it's ridiculous that that it's even a discussion. Honestly, yeah, the meat sack's really hard to steal second. Right. When you get all big it, like that. Yeah, I mean, when you got a Mardi Gras head and Raisinets, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to control. <laughs> so I just, I don't know if there's, I don't know how you justify, like, at some point you'll have to get back on track. Yeah. So, like, I don't think, like, obviously I think Jeter's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yep. I, I don't, I mean, if Mariano Rivera got in yep. uh, unanimously, then, you know. Yeah, Jeter, Jeter's first ballot. For sure. Way. So, but I mean, he never really had any of those kinds of scandals, but like, what are they going to do with Poppy? Like he failed an alleged drug test, but he didn't technically fail a drug test ever. Yeah. He's the best DH that has that ever been. Right. So like, what do you he's do in. about that? He's I mean, in. that's, I know I agree with you, but then it's like, how do you not let fucking Barry Bonds in? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying like, there's, it seems like the, the time for the revisionist history is past almost, yeah. but like, I mean, they're going to fall off the ballot soon. Yep. It's true. So I don't really know how you. I don't know. I don't really know how you. I blame that. Jose Canseco. Every other guy who's been blamed of doing bad things has, has made it right and is still in baseball and is, yeah. has a good rapport. Like Mark McGuire is a hitting coach somewhere. Barry Bonds. With Atlanta, right? Could be. Yeah, I think Barry so. Barry Bonds is coaching somewhere. Yep. A Rod's like a, an all star in the booth as much as I hate the guy. Yeah. He's, he's pretty a, good. He's had some really actually shitty takes recently, which we can get into another time. Yeah. But like. Jet, Generally, really good in the booth. Those baseball then, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, like, and Poppy's a great analyst too, and he's just an all-around like fucking the clown badass. <laughs> he's so hilarious, dude. I was glad to see him back today after getting shot through the back in the DR, man. Yeah, that's a, such a crazy story. Like, this has been kind of a weird year in baseball. I feel like there's been a lot of really weird stories that have happened. I thought you were going to say a weird year for gunshot wounds. <laughs> Was there other others that yeah. I don't know about? All right. Maybe we'll go into that on another. Oh, they hit uh, Brett Gardner. I'm really oh, happy about this. Good. We really, really are on the same page about him. I can't stand that guy. But uh, oh, uh, glancing blow. He's fine. Yeah, he's probably got whiffed on the shoulder there. But um, whatever. Yeah. So I think like I don't know how you rectify that at some point, but you got to. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, what else is there? So okay, so we were talking about the whole Mickey Callaway thing. We can get back to that. So, I mean. What do you think they should do there? I mean, do you think they just go after a young guy again? Like that's what they do with Mickey Callaway. It was a not. It was a nightmare. Mets. Hmm. What about an Osmus? I could see that. I think he'd be good there too. Young guys. Yeah. I think he could probably try to ignore a lot of the noise of the Wilpon stuff. Probably so. 
I think. I mean, he's not going to go off the uh, fly off the handle at reporters in the clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, who could they bring out of retirement? Because that's. I feel like every time we're we're looking at managers getting fired uh, from teams, we kind of consider that the pool of resources. Yeah. But there's this whole other pool of resources that are coaches on all of these right. teams, like. The bench Ban- coach. Bannister is a bench coach on the Pirates and then gets the manager job at the Rangers. And then everyone that used to be a coach or a manager, like, those guys can pop out of retirement at any time. Yeah, like Ron Gardenhire, for example. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. A little bit like a Ron Washington not working for Atlanta anymore and going mm. managing a team anymore. Uh, I don't know if he was really a good manager. What's your objective? Oh, he was old school. It didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't work, unfortunately. He had a great talent pool to work with. But I also don't know if they were really ready for, like, a progressive manager like... Uh, like an AJ Hinch or something like no, that either. No, your your front office and your managers and your coaches need to be working in unison for that to work, and that was not happening. I, I think that was a good marriage all the way around. It just didn't work. You're right, and sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah, just how it goes. But I, I we still haven't really heard anything about uh, Girardi. We haven't. We've heard that he's interested in managing again. He will manage again. Him and his ill-fitting suits. I could see GR, uh, Giardia. <laughs> Girardi at uh, the Angels. I could definitely see that, too. I could see him with the Cubs, but I, I think that's going to be David Ross's job to lose, whether that's good or not. Hmm. I I don't know. That just seems like he has set himself up in that, that way enough. Yep, that would be interesting. I mean, I would call the season a wash already if they hired him as the manager. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. The talent is there for them to do okay, but I just don't expect that to go super well. Yeah, we talked about their payroll situation. I don't know what they're going to do next year. Again, I reserve the right to bring back all of these takes. Yeah, absolutely, always. (laughs) We'll back them up as long as we need to twist them. I will fully admit all all blame. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, but it may be one of those things where you get him and then you get a pretty experienced bench coach and you kind of make up some experience in those other ways. I don't know. could be. I really don't know. But uh, what else is there? Hmm. Well, we're watching Yankees Minnesota right now. I think it's three to three. Yeah, Bot- bottom of the fifth. Bottom of fifth, two on for and when Edwin Encarnacion. He's got already got two doubles tonight. Pretty good. I mean, every time the Twins strike, I get really excited. But then, God, the Yankees just—if there's a guy on again, they're so dangerous. It's so hard to discount them every single time. Um, and there's this guy with a fucking parrot this on guy his with arm. The parrot's the worst. Scouts honor. Yep. Um. Man, I just really want the Twins, at the least, to take a couple of games from the Yankees. Yeah, I agree with that. If this went to five and the Yankees won, that would be okay for me. Yeah, that would be fine. That's a good result. That's a good match throughout the whole thing. I want them to wear out some of these guys. They're so injury-prone, these big meathead guys. Yeah. Talk about anabolic steroids. Your Luke Voigt's, your Incarnacion's, your Sanchez's, and your Your, Stanton's. Yeah, dude, just so big. Just such a big lineup. Yep. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap things up. This is uh, kind of the the mid-playoff, first early rounds, preview, post-view, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. We're calling it a post-view. We're making that up. But, uh, yeah, we will be back uh, here in a couple of days. We're going to do some live streams and whatnot throughout the game, so be looking for the stuff on Facebook about that, and hopefully we'll be back with Ben in the coming days. We want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook, at Sensibly Loud on Twitter, and on Instagram. We want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, and 
share with your friends and family. We are on the Apple iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, any place that you get your podcasts, we are there. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 86 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. On the road again.